Listener supported. WNYC Studios. So I'm going to blow up my older brother's spot for a second here. (laughs) Okay. When he was in high school, he had the epitome of a terrible high school girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay, she was clingy. She forced him to disobey my parents all the time. It was like a bad scene okay. with the two of them. Now imagine, if you will, I am six years old at the time and a total brat. Oh, little Toby. Little Tobin somehow figured out that it would be hilarious if every time <laughs> she came to the house, I pretended to not remember her name. Oh, Tobin. <laughs> Even though we had met several times. So she would show up and be like, Tobin. And I would be like, hmm. I want to say Sarah? No. Linda? Tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Kind of don't remember. Oh, my God. And I, like, tortured this girl. But here's the funny thing. is like, I sort of remember my parents, whenever they would discipline me about, like, being mean to her or talk to me about it, it was sort of with, like, a wink, like, you're doing good, kid. (laughs) I'd be like, now, Tobin, that's mean. Don't do that again. Oh, Tobin. There's a chance I was a shit sibling. Yeah. From WNYC Studios, this is Nancy. With your hosts, Tobin Lowe and Kathy Too. Kathy. Tobin. So... There's this comedian, Nori Davis. Nori! He was on Two Dope Queens. Yes, loved him. Uh Uh-huh. And if you remember, in that set, he talked about his brother, Khalil, who's trans. At first, before, you know, his transition, I didn't understand what it was before he explained to me. And something you don't understand, you have an ignorant mind to it. So before he was going through it, I'm sad to admit this, I thought transgender, seriously, I thought it was, I thought it was like the ultimate gay. You know, I thought it was a level every gay person's trying to turn. Nori talks about Khalil a lot in his act. He was actually in the audience when Nori taped this comedy special. And in a way, that's been easy, doing stand-up about their relationship. But in real life, they've never really sat down as brothers and just talked about everything that's happened. Why do you sound so awkward? Because it's nervous. I'll get through it. Why you saying is nothing's happening. Everything's fine. We're just going to talk. Well, Khalil, as a kid, you were a girl, correct? Yes. <laughs> I was born a female, raised as our mom tried so hard to raise me as a girl. Oh, my God, so but hard. that was not working at all. Yeah. And I was forced into a damn dress. Yeah, you were forced um, into that dress. You hated it. I was forced into everything, like pink, all that stuff. Uh huh. It was horrible. Your room was like white. Well, no, it was green. I got to pick that. Thank God. Okay. I lived in the 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 room downstairs. And I was so jealous. Yeah. Because I was like, look at the colors. I didn't even know that. And that's crazy. I'm just living my boyish life. And I was just there. And you're like, oh, I want this. I want (laughs) to switch with him. Exactly. Especially when you were going, I was just sneak in your room and play with things and just. Really? Hell yeah. And then I'll run when you come because you're thinking like, (laughs) you were just thinking like I was taking your shit. But I was like, I was my happy moments. Like I had dolls and Barbies and like them damn play sets. That's true. Yeah, the play sets. I was bad. People ever say like. You can, you will know when you're trans, like when you're little, like you don't know the language mm-hmm. or what to call it. But I'm just like, why does he keep getting dope shit? Yeah. And then when I would try to go for it, 
I would get denied like hard body. Like mom would just come in and be like, no. And I'm just like, why? Oh my God. I did not know that. Yes. I mean, but you know, I'm a kid. Hell yeah. So anything we got to share, like video games, I was happy as hell. Cause I was like, I'll get to play with the, like, yeah. I'm allowed to play with that. So let's talk about the great day that was like, I knew you were going to be gay is like prom. Oh, man. Your prom, your prom, not I mine. That was before prom. I already had like a girl, few girlfriends before. That's true, but I just remember it being that blankly of like mom having you in that dress and oh, and then your oh. hair all done up like you were just like some R and B from an R and B group. And oh. me and Auntie were like, "This is not right." And mom just kept screaming, "She, she's beautiful. She, she's beautiful. She's beautiful." And we're just like. By then, like prom and all that, I was out, bro. Like once I saw like you can go away to college, I was like, I'm I couldn't wait to cross that stage. I was like, I'm never coming back. Wow. I graduated oh six, so like that oh six, oh seven, I was a freshman, but I didn't um transition actually to like two thousand ten. So tell me the moment when you felt like, oh, this is the thing, I can do this. Cause that's kind of like the same moment I had with stand-up where it was like, all right, I could do stand-up, boom. And then what was your moment where it's like, oh, I can be a man, I can transition. Oh, like um, what was that moment? Thank God for like, my college was very inclusive and like very diverse. And every semester you'll have a drag show, which were dope, like the talk of the town or whatever. So then there's this one dude like doing a show and every girl's like going crazy. And then everybody's whispering like, yo, did you know that used to be a girl? Like, did you know that used to be a girl, blah, 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 and all this. And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, no, he like, she transitioned into a man. Like that's it. He, I was like, you can do that? Like I seriously like ran home and Googled the fuck out of it. Wow. Like anything I can find. And I was seeing it and then it was just like, bing, bing, bing. And that's I was just like, what? Because you told me in the backyard of my ex fiance now, girlfriend mm-hmm. then, and then it was smoking. You're like, yeah, man, transition. I felt a man. And I'm like, wait, what? And then you're like, yeah, I'm a man. So, but transition into a man, like, change my name and do testosterone shots. And I was just like, I don't know what's in this weed, bro. Like, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> uh, and I remember honestly being scared for you because it's just like, how more diverse do you need to be? You have sickle cell, you're black. Mm-hmm. Then now you're going to transition to a, a guy. I don't even know how that works. Oh, man. Yes, I was scared for you, man. That's how I honestly felt. But I knew how crazy and how stern and strict our mother was. So I just felt like I have to be this rock and bridge for both of y'all because I didn't want to lose you. Yeah. And then I just saw how, how ignorant she was because I remember just being like, so what? Like, so? But like, it's 20. Um, this is not 1958. Like, so what? But she always had that, I want a daughter. Yeah. I remember her always screaming that around the house when you were there. Like, great, now I can't have a fucking, now I can't go to the wedding. Can't yeah. walk my daughter down the aisle. But she was like, you like, for her as like a show pony just to like, Friggin' um, brag to her friends and all that. Yeah. I was just like, no. I remember that. Yeah, you wrote a letter like, yeah, if I'm not gonna, if you're not gonna accept me, like, I'm just gonna off myself. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like, either you're not gonna accept me, I'm I'm gonna off myself, or you're just never gonna see me again. Like, I was so close. Like, that's how I have that mechanism to just shut down and, like, act like it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And then just go on about my life. So now it's just like, you have, that's why I gave the options to everybody in the family. Like, you can either accept this 
or I'm not going to be here, or you're never going to see me ever again. And I life. believe mom's prideful self. It took her a lot to tell me that. And I was like, what? Like, look, either you just get over yourself, because at the end of the day, it's still your child. Mm-hmm. It's still your child. Like, do you want your child here or not? No, I want my child here. All right, then. Then mm-hmm. what's the problem? I remember having that conversation with her in the kitchen. And then I felt like I broke through to her with that. Mom will always have those moments. And it was just like hard for her to trust her too. Because then it was like, even when you would get through to her, it's like, okay, I'm fine, fine. But then it's like when she'll see me, oh, why are you looking like that? Why are you dressing like that? Blah, blah, blah. And all this other stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. now you coming, like now you're flipping on your word. I'm like, here we go again. Basically, by that time, I already attempted suicide twice. And I kept waking up so i'm just like okay i guess the universe has something for you me would, wait wait wait, wait time out you attempted suicide twice twice man. niggas this is the college. first time you're telling me this oh i thought you, you ne- knew no yeah. i never knew this yeah. are you serious yeah man so what just taking pills yeah take mad pills like how many six six like six seven of like the morphine and all a that. morphine yeah because the sickle cell you get the pain medicine yeah. and all that other stuff but it was just like because i was in college i remember i went to college to run away just unhappy and then i just felt like a disconnect so i was just like this is i couldn't do it no more it was just like oh man living as a female and just all that stuff they expected from you like being a woman and all this other stuff like it was just it just sucks. And then it was just a constant, um, was it, taunting, seeing, like, men doing, like, whatever they wanted to do or, like, freedom and all this other stuff, like, privileges out just there, all jail, that. Jail and I'm just, bird. like, I identify with that so much, but it's, like, nobody can't see it. So it's, like, you're just literally drowning and, like, screaming inside. And it's just, like, mm. why? Like, every time, I was just, like, God, if you have something meant for me, I'll wake up. Obviously, because you have to come here and record this podcast. You're not <laughs> obviously, and now see that's my why true those attempts, those those attempts failed. Because you have to sit here and record this podcast with your brother, <laughs> and I would have to talk about your journey on my stand-up. So God had a huge. He's like, oh no, there's no way. So what is Nori gonna talk about? What is Khalil gonna go and be successful and do what he does? That's true. Right, so mom was kind of like our what can i say uh magneto type <laughs> no, magneto but then dad was kind of famous because then you had to come out to him and then you hated you really hated him i never understood that because he never said anything but but Just, they were like it will always piss me over dad because i am his splitting image like yeah, anything no, yeah. he liked like karate he excelled i excelled trophies everything like that he's just like all right whatever. he never talked he never, never talked to never us talked. never talked never but spoke. i can but maybe he's soaking like he which is so immature of him it's like that's not our fault nigga like but then it's like now right now 2017 he's retiring like this month mm-hmm. He won't shut the fuck up. He talks to me all the time. And now I don't want to talk to him. Well, no, but I it's always, so weird. I always it's so thought weird. I like, buddy, buddy. Like, he was always quiet around me. But I'm, I'm thinking, like, he's speaking to you. So I'm just like, okay. Yeah, but no. But, so, but I would deal with his, of you coming out with him because he would keep going. Um, so how's she doing? How's she? I'm like, he's fine. Khalil's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's K? So then now, now he's at a point with the K. 
when he just calls you K, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks because it has no gender. <laughs> it's like it's like cereal. Like nigga, he ain't cereal. Yeah. Like he ain't special K. It's like <laughs> it's Khalil, right? <laughs> so it's and then I would battle within myself. Like, oh, am I supposed to fight this battle for you? Am I supposed to be your fucking knight? Like, no, say the pronouns right, right? <laughs> or am I supposed to just be like, look, man, he's just ignorant and I don't give a fuck and no, you don't really the, talk to him. So no, the first time I came Weird. out, I called him. I was like, yeah, I'm transitioning. He was like, all right, well, it's your life. Do what you want to do. And I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. And, right, I was, and I was just like, wait, so I'm telling you transition my life. You don't... Yeah. Now, how's your mom going to take it? Well, she, she's doing with that. She, all right. All right. Talk to you later. That was it. Especially with the surgeries and all that. That's how I got back at dad because I was always on dad's medical insurance, but he never checked the goddamn bill whatsoever in life. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna use this motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you so want to use called, his insurance? Exactly. So I called him up and everything. And I was like, so would he know? I'm like, no, you're 18. He doesn't know. He'll just get a bill. And I was like, word? It's like, put this surgery on that man's and, car. And this surgery Thank was you. to remove your breath. Yeah, the That's chest right. surgery. And I the was chest like, surgery. put that on that man's card, my good sir. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta figure out who you are now too like once you transition because it's like okay i got the physical part down Good. or like it's forming but now like internally like what type of man am i now that transition everything that i get from you it's like now i get that guide or mentor of like how to assimilate not assimilate but just like navigate or move through like the heterosexual male world and like how <laughs> yeah, how to be it's a man. so different because like there are some things like from like being a female and women that are like dope or fun too, like grooming or like lotions and all those things. Like I still love all that stuff. Yeah, or, that's like, weird. Or then like having like a girlfriends like speaking and talking, and then that's what that was one thing that I didn't notice because I'm just like, all right, cool. Like now I pass, now I'm like, hanging out with guys, and now we're hanging out, and then it's just quiet or like just watching a TV or a video game, and I'm just like, wait, why is nobody talking? Like there's no gossip like, <laughs> no and i'm no. just like this is i was like we just watch the game yeah we play the game and right. we shut the fuck up it's like bro i get this from my girl i don't need this from you like shut the fuck up right so <laughs> and then you would take for me as like proper handshake etiquette oh man i still said like, i'm learning giving pounds like, i remember you telling just... me like yo how i go to the barbershop like how do i like who do i talk to i'm exactly. like hey, just talk to the barber to sit the fuck down that's it and then <laughs> And give a hand, like give a pound, and the dude that doesn't give you a pound. I'm don't. trying though. No, you don't suck. You it, think you have let to. me see. Yeah, all right. So you know what it is. You you you're a little rough. You 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 oh, you're coming okay. so hard. You got just there. You ah, go loose, loose. Be like water, you. Bruce Lee. Oh. Like, like what's up? Give me, oh. give me a pound. Give me a pound. Boom. Ah. There you go. Yeah, I remember like you coming so hard, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, you don't need to be a man all the time. Like that's not what it is. Ha! What's high that? five, nigga. Oh! That's, that that's not. Thing. Like I'm that's, not a girl yeah, no more. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. I just shot my thigh with the What's the, what's the worst thing your sister's ever done to you? 
When we were little, she drew a line in the middle of our bedroom, and I wasn't allowed to cross the line, and I had to cross the line to get out of the bedroom door. Do you feel like that's an accurate representation of that story with the line? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was the bad sister. <laughs> Nancy will be back in a minute. And we're back. So at the end of July, Donald Trump tweeted kind of out of nowhere that he was banning transgender people from the military. And it was really sad and scary news for a lot of people. And despite everything, one person did manage to make us laugh that day, and that was comedian Patty Harrison. Now, Jimmy, I'm a transgender woman, and as a trans person, it's hard to articulate exactly how I feel. But I guess if I had to describe it, I'd say, Donald, you're so stupid. You are so stupid. You're lucky you're so hot. <laughs> Patty went on The Tonight Show to give Jimmy Fallon a trans perspective on the news. And the whole thing was just so deadpan and weird that it was basically the perfect response to those bananas Trump tweets. You know, I don't even think Trump knows what transgender means. He probably thinks transgender people are those cars that turn into robots. Yeah, well, yeah. it might be, might be so. Uh, Patty, before you go, do you have any final thoughts about all this? Well, first, I want to say that there are amazingly brave trans people who should be allowed to serve, like Kristen Beck, a retired Navy SEAL with a Purple Heart, Bronze Star, and countless service members. And yet Trump says transgender people in the military would be a tremendous disruption. And I get it. If you constantly draw attention to yourself, spend all day distracting everyone, and cost taxpayers millions of dollars, the perfect job for you isn't the military, it's the president of the United States. <laughs> Patty Harrison, everybody. Thank you, Patty. Patty Harrison, everybody. <laughs> Then, yeah, wow, I delivered yeah. that much more muted than it. I felt like I was being so loud in my head. <laughs> and then I was kind of talking like a kiosk, yeah. like an automated voice from a kiosk. Yeah. Well, we should say that that happened just like a couple hours after President Trump tweeted. So you were on air so quickly after that. Like, did you know going in what you were already going to say? How did that work? So I was actually in a cab to do voiceover recording for something else. And the driver was listening to, like, talk radio. And that's how I learned about the military band. It was very kind of surreal because he was listening to this, like, AM radio where it was, like, very poor quality, and it sounded mm -hmm. like it was kind of like, and also, and I was like, that can't be right. And then my friend Joe Firestone she texted me and was like, hey, she writes for The Tonight Show. Ah. And she's like, hey, the, um, they wanted to do a piece on this and they'd like to like have a transgender person share their thoughts on it specifically. Um, and I like got there. They had jokes prepared that they had written. And then they kind of like mind like, so where were you when you found out? What are your feelings? Like, how do you feel? Whenever I go into a situation where, like, people have written jokes for me, specifically on, like, being trans, I always, like, my butthole clenches because I'm, like, mm. waiting yeah. to read, like, really transphobic kind of hack dick jokes and stuff. Yeah. Kind of the old punchlines that trans women are always used for. But the jokes that they wrote were, like, very, very thoughtful and nice and, like, funny. Mm. So, were the writers all, like, straight white cis dudes? In the, yeah, in the room for the monologue, it was, like, cis white guys. Mm. But... 
I didn't like challenge them about their queerness or anything. I, I don't <laughs> want to assume that they're straight, but I did see, you know, some fitted uh, packs and pants. <laughs> I'm going to drag them all right now. <laughs> Fuck you for changing my life for the better. Um, but it's probably like the first time I've like gone into a paid situation where I felt like secure and like I had control. Mm. Have you had the experience where you walked into a gig and somebody hands you a sheet of like totally transphobic jokes? And you have to navigate that? And, like, how do you navigate that? I've had people, like, approach me because they're like, hey, we want to work with you. And they'll, like, send me a script, and it's just awful. Mm. Awful in the sense that it's, like, very offensive and degrading and, like, a cellular level where I'm like, oh, this is kind of attacking, like, the fibers of my DNA of, Mm. like, this sucks. Uh, And that's really stressful because sometimes it's from higher up, like, people that could potentially, like, change the course of your career Mm. Um, from someone who, like, I've watched their work growing up Mm. and, like, thought they were amazing and they sent me this thing and it's, like, now it's my job to be, like, hey, this is offensive because this. And it's, like, but then it's, like, oh, I don't want to seem like a wet blanket. I don't want them to, like, think that I'm difficult to work with. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And that's kind of the deal that you get in an industry that for a very long time has been predominantly white cis het. Mm-hmm. And so your oppression is a selling point or it's used didactically to teach someone something, which when it's done in that way, it's like the intentions are good. But in that same like breath, it becomes a point when it's like, oh, this is like the only thing you want me to do? It's like, yeah. I also yeah. like to, you know, joke about farts and, you know. <laughs> and so I think it's very funny that, like, the piece for the most part that I did on The Tonight Show was, like, very clean because mm-hmm. it's, like, NBC. It's very, like, accessible. And then, like, people are like, oh, I'm a big fan. And they, like, look me up online and find my tweets and they're all about, like, fucking dogs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's someone coming on me or me coming on someone else or me coming near a pond or me getting fisted near a pond. Yeah. And, like, people are like, what is this? <laughs> I, like, get all these, like, DMs that are like, you're disgusting. And I'm like, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm just not allowed to say it on TV. I'm Patty. I'm 19 years old and I'm from Pensacola, California. I've tried online dating sites and dating apps like Tinder. There's just been no luck so I'm really ready to just you know open myself up to dating new kinds of people even if that means being a dog (laughs) it's so true we were like passing around different YouTube videos and like different things that you've done and we like love them so hardcore and we're also like oh man the Jimmy Fallon set is like so funny but it's like a completely different animal Mm -hmm. and now it's like this thing that is sort of like brought you into the public eye so there's like probably some it's kind, this is kind Discord. of like my full house, like Bob Saget's full house. <laughs> How everyone was like, well, Bob Saget's on full house. But then everyone's like, have you seen his stand-up? It's oh, so yeah. raunchy. <laughs> it's so raunchy. I wouldn't, like, I don't go on stage when my live shows in Brooklyn, like, have them introduce me as the transgender comedian, <laughs> Penny Harrison. Right. But I think there are points when it's labels do matter, especially if you're talking to a demographic that might not have heard from, like, a trans person before. Like, if you're accessing a group of people who have not seen a trans person in a humanized way, they've only seen them as, like, a dead prostitute on, like, SVU or something, which is my dream role, so, which I'm sure I will play. Same. (laughs) (laughs) 
we like don't have a good segue about this, but yeah. you're obsessed with Laura Dern, and can we just talk about that for a little bit? I was obsessed with Laura Dern because Jurassic Park, for like a solid four years of my childhood, was the only movie that I watched. Wow. It, I loved Jurassic Park because I was like, I'm going to be an archaeologist. And then I just loved her outfit. And I love the way she ran with mm-hmm. that flashlight attached mm-hmm. to her foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love the way she said, run. <laughs> run. Is it, what is it? It's like, yeah. oh, Mr. Arnold, I think we're back in business. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, head comes through. Wow. Also, the, I always think of her like convulsive crying run when she yeah. sees him again. She's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she really sells that part. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have another clip from the series of videos you did for Seriously.TV where you do, like, this funhouse version of an Animal Planet show. Hi, I'm Patty, and welcome to Patty Reviews Exotic Animal Edition. I'm here with Nick. Nick, what the f*** is this thing? Shut it up! This is Giggles. Oh, my God! Now, why is her name Giggles? Oh, because they're called the laughing kookaburra, and her call sounds like laughing. What kind of jokes do you think makes this bird laugh? Uh, wouldn't take much. Racist jokes? Sure, racist jokes. Tell a racist joke, Nick. No, no, I will not tell a racist joke. Do all kookaburras have my mom's voice and laugh like my mom does whenever I tell her that I'm going to be somebody? They do. They all have this call that they do. No, Mom. I am going to make it in New York. you. What do you know? You don't care about what I do. You don't think I'm talented? So I thought, I'm going to be a star, and I'm going to forget all about you when I do. You and your (laughs) knife for a mouth. So... Wow. I think that plays better as a soundbite than it does visually. (laughs) It plays well both ways, I think. I, my question is how rooted in truth is that joke in terms of, like, your relationship with your mom and, and you choosing your career? Yeah. It is rooted in truth. That bit was, like, improvised, mm-hmm. uh, but not as harsh. Like, I've always just wanted to, like, impress my mom, and she's so—she's 69. She's from Vietnam, and she moved from Vietnam straight to Ohio and just has, like— lived only in Ohio and only watches, like, the only thing that she watches on TV that she likes is Judge Judy and Geico commercials. That's, like, her favorite thing. Like, nothing, I will never make her laugh as hard as the Geico Gecko makes her laugh. Anytime I've, like, told her about, like, any of this stuff, she's like, okay. Like, oh, mom, I'm, like, I'm gonna be on the Tonight Show. She's like, okay, well, do you need... Are you calling me because you're missing your money? Okay, no? Okay, well. Oh my God. Also, I don't want to be as pigeonholed as the Asian comedian who does, like, an Asian accent for their mom. Right, right. <laughs> oh, but, but I feel that so hard. It's, it's, <laughs> she's very supportive in, like, kind of a, oh, that's nice. Do you need money? Okay, then bye. Like, off the phone, gets off the phone. Yeah, my mom's version of that is, can you make a living off that? <laughs> Are you sure? Do you get health benefits? Yeah. yeah. Are they going to fire you soon? Yeah, That's, that. yeah. yeah. When I got the job at the website, she, like, wept because I told her that I, I was like, yeah, I can get health benefits. <laughs> she was like, oh, That was the piece God. of it. <laughs> yeah, like, that was, like, which is, like, she doesn't give a shit about, like, 
anything. She just wants me to, like, be safe and stuff, which is, like, sweet, which is what I should focus on. But I'm like, no, <laughs> praise me for my tea. Did you see when that transgender comedian bashed Donald Trump? They're like, watch this trans comedian epic takedown of Donald Trump. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've laughed this much in the interview ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> thank you so um, much. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I like can just gab and gab and gab. Yeah. I'm a gabby go. Yes. <laughs> Trademark it. If you use it. <laughs> gabby go. Credits time. Social media, you know what to do. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Nancy Podcast. Plus, we've got links to Patty and Nori's comedy at our website, nancypodcast.org. Okay, okay. Producers. Matt Collette and Rachel Neal. Sound designers. Jeremy Bloom and Matt Boynton. Intern. Caleb Cotting. Editor. Jenny Lawton. Executive producer. Paula Schumann. I'm Tobin Lowe. I'm Kathy Too. And Nancy is a production of WNYC Studios. See? The magic? No. Because the great take was wasted with an interruption from before. This is some bullshit.